Hi, welcome to another episode of Through the Web Podcast with me, Dagogo. And me, Tosif. Hey, Ben. What's been good. going on? I've been good. And you? Yeah, not too bad. Um, just, uh, you know, doing the usual and uh, not much else to add, really. Well, the, the weather's heating up. Yeah, it's getting getting warmer, which is good. It's um, uh, different in this part of the world. So for those listening in from the US, you'll be like, wait, what? <laughs> Climate change is real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're experiencing 30 degrees. And that's not in Fahrenheit. Um <laughs> Yeah, no, but uh, it's good to have warmer weather. Um, I feel like, I don't know, winter's kind of stuck a- around a bit longer this time, I think. Uh, I think it's, it's slowly creeping in uh, towards the latter half of the year. Uh, that's what I've been feeling anyway. No, I, I have that sentiment. And then you end up with this scorching hot summer that just yes. lasts a long time as well. Yeah, so. and I think usually the summer would have ended around like January, February-ish. But now I feel like March mm. is when it kind of creeps into and mm. then... A little later is when our winter starts anyway. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, 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 do you like summer or winter more? Oh, definitely summer. Summer? Definitely, yeah. Because mm-hmm. winter, I just, I don't know if I'm not built for it or what. <laughs> what's going on, but I just, I just, I don't know. I, I just hate being cold. It's just not a, a thing I'm good at. And then when I put on more layers, I tend to get like clammy. So it's yeah. like I can't really win. It's just not good. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, because you can, but then you can always put up more clothes. If you're That's what I mean. Cold. But when I do it, I feel uncomfortable. <laughs> so it's just. Yeah. What about you? Like, what you uh, I actually don't have that much of a preference. I like summer, like going out in summer and stuff. But for winter, I feel. Um, I also enjoy kind of staying indoors at mm. times when it's. I, I like when it's raining outside, and you know you can kind of you know, cozy yeah. in indoors and and you know start to see a movie or something. Um, but yeah, with with summer. Um, Evening, especially in Australia, it's beautiful. I love mm. summer evenings. Yeah, I so. think that's the, that's the best thing. Like when when it's a warm night, it's, yeah, it's good. Um, yeah. So, so uh, have you watched anything interesting this week? Uh, I've watched a few things, but I think uh, the one that I want to talk about today is actually a podcast episode. So oh, it's uh, okay. from this uh, show called uh, Build for Tomorrow, and the episode is all the fun facts that you've got wrong. So I I like enjoy the podcast in itself because it's uh, one of those podcasts that very optimistic about you know things and it, it looks at historical things and and how people react to historical advancements and how we react to today to advancements as well so it gives me a lot of interesting perspective i learned a lot of new things there as well so for example there was a great episode about headphones when the first time headphones came out and how everyone was saying headphones were like you know it's gonna destroy humanity it's gonna destroy society there were like laws against wearing headphones in public um people would be demonized if they if they were you know mm. seen public wearing headphones and and um there was like laws against wearing it on the streets and crossing the road so very right. interesting um i guess attitude so, towards so that when was that was that like the 50s or 80s, 60s? 80s 80s 70s or 80s when when okay. i guess headphones became more right. popular with walkman okay uh things of that sort not so much for for work regulations uh, and I, I don't know like in air traffic control mm-hmm. rooms or something like that but yeah great great podcast so there's an episode that they have called um all the fun facts that you've got wrong and one thing in particular because uh, they, they talk about a lot of different things and you know like how goldfish has, has uh, what set three seconds memory or something like yeah. that or 10 seconds memory that's not true that's not true for yeah. example so you know he goes in depth about that but Sorry, you no, I was just going to say, definitely link this to me because it sounds interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there's one in particular that I wanted to kind of bring up is there's this common um, myth, basically, or, or common knowledge that lemmings are uh, animals that that uh, has mass suicides, yeah. apparently. Yeah. And do you know how it started? The game? What game? Is there a game? Oh, really? I don't know what oh, game is awesome. this. Oh God! Am I out of the pop culture circuit? <laughs> no, no, like this was a '90s game, a classic. Like it, it was called? just called Lemmings. Oh really? And, yeah. And what I you had to do? No idea. You started from one area and you had to get them to another. It was like a, either a maze or some obstacles or whatever. And you had different tools. Like you could have a lemming like sit here and make them kind of bounce off it and go down. They all marched in a line essentially. Wow. And um, so yeah, it was kind of playing off that thing where they all like fall off a cliff and everything and That's whatnot. Right. So yeah, um, I thought it was from there, but. I don't know. So, and this was in the 90s? Yes. Right, that's interesting. So, yeah. apparently the saying has been around for a while, I think around the early 1900s or, or something, mm-hmm. about lemmings, uh, you know, committing mass suicide, mm-hmm. uh, going off of a cliff, they all fall one by one, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but the way it was popularized was through actually a documentary called White Wilderness, and was by Walt Disney. Oh. Uh, and this was in 1958. 
So they produced uh, uh, this documentary called White Wilderness um, and it was part of studio's uh, True Life Adventure series. And White Wilderness featured a segment of Lemmings, um, which was, you know, uh, showcasing the strange compulsion to commit mass suicide. Now, here's the thing. White Wilderness was filmed in Alberta, Canada, which is a landlocked province uh, and not on location of Lemmings natural habitat. So what they did is there were about 20 lemming species found uh, in in the in the you know um, circumpolar north but evidently there was none in that area of Alberta. So the Disney people they bought lemmings from Inuit children uh, a couple provinces away in Manitoba. They brought them to Alberta and they staged the whole thing where they basically created this this effect where they basically you know, uh, almost nudged or forced the lemmings to fall off a cliff into, quote-unquote, an ocean. But it wasn't an ocean. It's basically part of the, the river that's in that, that area. But was it, was it, did they just look like they fell? Or did so they if you actually, actually see the, fell? they actually fell. Oh. And, uh, and I think they ultimately said that they aren't committing mass suicide, but it was part of a migration that they do. And because they are so obsessed with migrating that they're, they're so hyper-focused on this, this migration part is that they fall off a cliff and they actually show the video as well. So yeah. if you see the, the, the documentary or the clips from the documentary, it's literal lemmings just falling off of a cliff, which they entirely staged. And they said they don't commit suicide, but it's part of the migration and then they fall into the ocean and that's where they drown. So, um, that was the that was the whole premise that popularized the whole idea, and it just kind of lived on mm. for you know through pop culture, through through different. And I think it was in the eighties when so almost thirty years between mm. the documentary, which essentially was you know you. was was fake, but it was held as the as the source of truth for many many generations. Mm. Even to this day, I'm sure people still believe course, that yeah. thing, and I think you know the, then the game yeah. like that yeah, popularizing yeah. that even further. Um, that's just you know uh, how things uh, spread. It, it's it, it's interesting because that thirty year gap, like now, is like one or two years. You know mm. how like something gets peripherated on Twitter, mm. like the fake news or whatever, and then everyone believes it, and then like later on the truth st- like slowly starts <laughs> I, to come. I have out. a point on that okay. about something that happened this week. But but, but just but just that, yeah. just before we, we we get onto that. Um, so speaking of animals falling off cliffs, I did see I was I was shown this. Um, I think it was a it was a YouTube short. So there was this guy. He was in his apartment. He was just um, he had a rat problem. So he was opening his fridge, mm-hmm. and this rat scurries out. And he has like an open balcony, so it has like the the. Um, I think I've seen that. Yeah, one. Just yeah. And this rat just flies off like the fourth story or fifth story. I know. Hits the ground. And the sound. Yeah, hits like... the ground and just continues running. Doesn't uh, even take a breath. Nope. It was it it was. <laughs> Unbelievable. I've seen that. I've yeah, seen the video. Yeah, that was crazy. I was like, okay, well, they're built different. Did you, say, did you say it was YouTube Shorts? Yeah, I think did it was. Did you see it this week? Uh, I think it was last week. Last week, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so usually there's this joke around how things originated TikTok and, and it takes so like long to get to other places. Months, you saw it on TikTok, did you? I saw it like months ago. Yeah, okay, okay. There you go. So <laughs> Yeah, so it's, it's kind of uh, playing onto that. that uh, so, so I actually, this is now going off on a tangent, but yeah. I, I did have a thought, like I do have TikTok installed. I haven't opened it once in like mm. a year and a half. So I'm like, should I just try it out for a little bit because I'm just for some reason there's this mental blockage that says I think try it out for mm. a week where you uh, again like you're cautious of how you're using it mm. um, always making sure like you know you're kind of engaging with content that you want to see mm. click not interested on content you don't want to mm. see it'll give you a really good curated algorithm uh, sorry curated feed mm. um, the thing is it can get really addictive yeah, uh, and that's where I would, I, would, I would put in like you know timer so I've yeah. got like a timer 45 minutes or 30 minutes a day yeah. where uh, as soon as you know I know I'm kind of reaching that my phone says hey your time is about to right. expire obviously it's up to you too there, there was a tweet I have to check the source but it, it maybe it was um, not it was the Bloomberg or the Verge or something but they said TikTok employees admit that uh, there's you know there's a data hole loophole that could be accessed by yeah, the CCP yeah, so I've, that's I've, another I've, thing that's kind of like uh, but then again it's like your data's out there so. that's right um, but okay so you we talked about the rat and uh, you were going to talk about um, the the decim- um, 
thing of information. Yeah, yeah. But that's fine. I'll, I'll bring that up later okay. uh, because that's kind of part of the, the main, uh, one of the main stories we want to okay. cover. But yeah, I thought that was a great episode. Anybody, you know, uh, wants to learn more about these things. Yeah, I think the, the episode's called All the Fun Facts That You Have Got Wrong uh, from the series called Build for Tomorrow podcast. Okay. Um, awesome. The guy who, who does this, he actually... Um, I think is a senior editor or the senior founder of of, of entrepreneur.com, which is like a, a big, big... Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. okay, interesting. Um, so, uh, and I think, yeah, um, there's some things there. Anyway, I'll let you say what you have seen or might have watched this okay. week. Um, there's two main ones. Um, so where to start? Okay, so th- this one was um, something that I saw a tweet from um, Sanda Chapat. Sundar Pichai from yep. Google, CEO. Mm-hmm. He um, tweeted about the recent uh, Google AI conference that they had. And there was one thing, it was actually, it was a different like series of tweets, like a, a thread, but the fir- just the first tweet just got me. And I was like, oh, this, is, this is insane. So what they've done, you know how you have Dali 2, right? Now in my Dali 2 video, when I was talking about it, I was like, you know, it, uh, what did I say? I think in a year or in two years, we'll start to have video. And I thought it was going to be that long, but now they have video. So they already, yeah, because I think we talked about it, didn't we? No, no, no. But this is this is like proper, like so they wrote a whole scene, mm-hmm. and it's like oh. yeah, so it's like you know, um, there's a blue balloon stuck in a tree, and then it floats away, and then like pan over towards the gate of this zoo, and then there's a giraffe zooming on the giraffe's mouth, and blah 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 blah. So it's like a full scene that's just like AI generated. So obviously. There's a little bit of coherence issues or whatever, but I'm not looking at that. I'm seeing like a year from now, right. and then this changes everything. Yeah. This is like I, I just, I just, you know, I went and watched the actual Google conference and um, also some other videos that that have come out from this AI, and it, it just strikes me as I'm seeing the future. Like it's just this feeling in me yeah. that is like this is the beginning of everything. You know, yeah. um, so. You know, a lot of people in the comment section were very excited. You know, some people are going overboard saying that like, Hollywood's going to be extinct. You don't need them anymore. <laughs> don't need cameras. No, I think I think we covered in one of our uh, special episodes where we talked about AI mm. and, and and taking over music creators and stuff like that. Yeah, and it's yeah. a similar kind of it is a similar for kind videos. of videos. Yeah, yeah. But I do feel um, for some reason. Oh, they did do a music one in the in the presentation as well. But I do feel like for some reason, looking at this, uh, I don't think we're that far away from having. I wouldn't say like amateur, but like mid-stage video production that could be done with AI, mm. um, where it looks a little weird, kind of a little bit weird, but it's still like interesting, you know, yeah. like it's still compelling. Um, so that that really, you know, I was thinking about that all night when I watched that. I was like, that it's, it's crazy. I just, yeah. Um, and then the second thing I watched was this um, streamer, he went to the metaverse. The video is called like I spent time in the metaverse so you don't have to. Was it Ryan Tran? No. Um, no probably not because his his one is quite older. Yeah. No, this was yeah, this was quite recent. Me. Okay. Um and yeah, like cuz I've I've seen like screenshots little snippets of the metaverse, but I haven't actually experienced how it would be like to be in it, but it is I can't believe it. Like 15 billion dollars <laughs> and it looks just bad. It's very, very bad. There's there's elements of it where it's like even just basic things, like whenever the camera would move, there would be like this jitteriness around the edges, like where it would go black. And like he says he streams a lot of VR games. None of them have had this issue. It's just the metaverse. So, so this is the metaverse by meta? Yes. Okay. Yes, the actual – sorry. Yeah, the actual metaverse by meta. And, um, you know, the, just the way some of the um, – the text looks on the buttons. It looks yeah. like, I don't know. It, it just, everything looks like it could have been done for like, you know, a hundred thousand dollars to a million dollars. It doesn't seem like $15 billion yeah. worth. It kept crashing. Like the, the way the characters looked and animated were just. Facebook doesn't make good products. Uh, they, like their app, their, yeah, their, their Chrome, like even mm. like on, on the, uh, the website is terrible. So you know how like Facebook settings are all like a mess and everything. Yeah. They got that same design language in the metaverse. So it's like, why? <laughs> it works. Yeah, it's like, why God. would you have Did that? you see the MKBHD one? I, I, know did, he, I, I haven't see seen that. that. Okay. Like, it's, it's, it's a good video to watch. Right. Um, and some of the stuff that he demonstrated in that seemed pretty okay. Like okay. The, the AR stuff. Mm-hmm. But in terms of the actual like whole... Uh, what are they calling it? Horizon? The the, right. the actual metaverse thing. It, it's I don't know. I don't know if there's there's just so much money and so much like different 
uh, siloing and departments and mm. kind of corporate um, what, what's the kind of word bureaucracy where no decisions kind of get made properly. It's yeah. not, you know, nothing's really solid. I don't know if that's what's going on, but for $15 billion, I, I cannot, believe, you have to, I, I should link it to you. Everyone should yeah, see this. I, it's I it's unbelievably bad. Yeah. Just, just um, send the link and we'll add to the, to the yeah. comment section. And um, I think uh, a lot of the, the videos are also kind of going in, in about how, how poorly. So the, there was actually this TikTok where I think uh, some, I think was it the Washington, Journal, Washington Street Journal, I think. Wall Street, the, Journal? Wall Street Journal or Washington Post? Washington, one of the other. Okay. Um, they had a TikTok saying where they did this video where um, they were going to tech execs and asking them to complete the sentence, which was the metaverse is mm. blank. Mm. And they all gave like wildly different answers because, and I think that shows how it's still so raw. It's still so, so new. And, and one of the execs said um, the metaverse is a very poorly built video game. And I think the way you're explaining, that's yeah. exactly what it sounds like, that it is. A because there, there are like, but you don't have legs either. That's another thing. So there are other, <laughs> there are other um, metaverse e products like VR chat, which has been around mm. for a while. And that's like, obviously got a budget less than a 10th of what meta does, Yeah, but it's so much better. I've seen, I've seen, what you can do in it and how it looks and everything, but even that is better than and what than what Meta's put out. So, I, I'm just struggling. I have to look into it, but I'm just struggling to see what went wrong. I've been hearing articles about the top execs of this Meta project, as in the Metaverse project or Horizons or whatever, leaving. There's mm. been some internal problems, but I, I just need to know exactly what went wrong because this looks like something seriously. I think this uh, this is a good enough uh, prompt for you to do a video. Possible. Possibly. A cold yeah. fusion video should be should be on the horizon. <laughs> nice. Uh, but having said that, I think there was a short that uh, MKBH did, and I don't know if that's included in this vid- longer video that he did, but it was him wearing the headset and three monitors coming up. Yeah, so he shows that at the beginning of the video. Yeah. I actually did see that on Twitter, I think. That was pretty cool. I yeah, that so that's conceptually. That's the part of it where I'm like, okay. That could work. Yeah, so the. You know, that, that's what I said, the AR stuff seems good, mm. but the VR, I don't, I don't know what's going on with that. But um, yeah, like getting extra productivity from just like putting on a headset and it's high enough resolution that it feels semi like you've got three monitors in front of yeah. you. I can Obviously, I can see the value in that. But um, there's still a barrier to entry with like having a headset and having to buy that and all the peripherals and everything. But yeah, I, I just... You know, for for a company to stake the rest of their future on this, they got to do better than that. As in um, the the Horizon stuff, it's it's horrible. Yeah, and uh, I think them also acquiring Oculus. Uh, yeah, I, again, it's it's a it seems like an interesting product. There's been some video games that actually do quite well mm-hmm. uh, through through the whole whole VR system, but again, with the with the metaverse itself. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, Instagram again. Also this week, apparently they they are pushing NFTs back into the into the whole whole system again. Um, it's yuck. Yeah. And 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 I think that TikTok that I mentioned about you know the metaverse is blank. Mm. I think that's where the problem still is. Is that most people don't know don't know what it is mm. uh, and and what it 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 represents what you can do with it. Is, is it just some, some buzzwords so still in the air? At the moment. But I think that's, that will be solved just, you know, by w- what markets do. And that's just, they, they find the killer app, they find a, a good situation and then, you know, someone sells it. Yeah. But I'd like to hope, yeah, with $15 billion still. Yeah, well, I don't know if, like, I hope it's matter because with that amount of money, that's ridiculous. But yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying this to write off VR. I think VR has like a lot of amazing applications. Actually, if a couple of weeks ago, I went to a um, escape room mm. that was a VR one. Um, and that was, that was really cool. Like you could, add, you, you felt like you're working together with a group of people um, but you're obviously these different characters in this different environment. And when you take off those headsets after like an hour, hour and a half, and then you walk outside, it's that feeling of I was somewhere else with these people, but it wasn't us. Like it it, it was compelling in a way that um, not, I wouldn't say I'm surprised because mm-hmm. I have used uh, VR quite a bit, but yeah, I, I think there's there's a strong case to be made that VR will actually have a place in a lot of applications. But, um, you know, I think pushing, it's very dangerous for Meta to be pushing such an idea so hard so early before it's developed and 
hinging the rest of the company company's on future on it. I think it's quite risky, but I'm just a guy. So. <laughs> uh, I haven't, you know, dived into the whole VR world uh, as much. Uh, I haven't used the tech on a regular basis. So when you use tech, do you actually feel weird after you take the headsets off? Like, because so that's that has been a criticism of 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 the whole concept of the whole technology mm. that people uh, well, you will know, lose touch with reality. Oh, right. yada, yada, yada. Um, the only way I wouldn't say you feel weird isn't sick or anything, but it's almost like a reintegration into life again. Like you kind of real life, I should say. You kind of look every, everything for for a minute or two a little bit different. You're like, mm. hang on. So. Um, the more realistic it gets, I guess the less that would be. But then again, like you can have some fantastical scenarios and, and environments that would negate that. So I can see some people being locked into that world because it's kind of like you can be whoever you want to and whatever you always wanted to be. Um, and it's a tempting scenario for those who are interested in that kind of thing. So yeah. um, like any technology, there's definitely good and bad to it. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. With with video games, I, I I remember the days when I would play like hours and hours and hours on end, like pulling all nighters with with friends and stuff mm. like that. Uh, and after you know a really long session, I'm talking my teenage years. Right? Uh, after re- a really long session, you feel like I remember feeling oh like a, a, a bit kind of dizzy. Uh, right, you okay. know, it just felt like oh, I'm in a different world because right. you're in that zone all the, all the time, yeah. time right like you yeah. know the maps you know the, the yeah. settings and everything and everything's like in the palm of your hands i, I guess i, I didn't play i've never played vr long enough to like kind of get yeah. that feeling but um yeah, i couldn't really imagine if i did that yeah. that many hours on a yeah. vr game that's realistic i i don't so, know if so, i want to do so that there's, there's two things so um this is kind of less related but i remember when i was playing red dead redemption 2 like i'd have dreams about the game like yeah, yeah. yeah. but then um other people were saying uh on twitter like with vr they were starting to have dreams where like menus would float and pop up and that kind of stuff um which i guess is kind of expected but um, I don't know if that's worrying or not. <laughs> like it's kind of like because uh, they were saying that they were spending like you know eighty hours or you know oh that kind of thing, like eighty hours a month kind of yeah. thing. Oh, okay. so like yeah, still quite a lot. But yeah, yeah so I don't know. It's it's <laughs> it's one of those things where you just got to kind of see where it goes. But yeah. All right. Well, uh, it's been a week, I think, since Elon Musk has taken over mm-hmm. Twitter. Um, he's been at the helm there for for a while now. Uh, what are your thoughts so far from what you've seen? Um, I think it's first and foremost foremost, quite fascinating to see <laughs> someone brainstorming, like a CEO brainstorming in public um, quite openly. It's like, Live tweets. Yeah, it's, it's quite amazing to see that. But, you know, like a lot of people are giving in flack, but I think it's just trying to work out what could work for the company and, um, you know, kind of just sensing what people want. And right now I think it's too early to say exactly what direction – Facebook's going to go in, but um, from what he's saying, it could be possible that it could be like a um, what's that we WeChat? What's that Chinese app that has everything? Um, uh, is it is it WeChat or is it uh, is it the other one? I can't remember the name. Okay, but, what, but that one where you can do like shopping, like right, transactions, right, right. Yep. messaging, all that kind of stuff. Um, I think maybe that's the direction he might want to take it. Um, but it's, it's hard to know. It's Elon Musk. He can do anything. So. Yeah, I mean, within a week, um, he had this whole conversation about um, paying for for the, the verification. The eight, $8 the, a month. Yeah, yeah, it started off with $20, but somehow he's negotiating with people live on Twitter yeah. about $8. Um, and also throughout the week, he's been laying off big name execs yeah. uh, throughout, throughout the company. Uh, he's also getting rid of other, other team members, which was, again, technically part of Twitter's broader plans anyway. I think he's just fast uh, tracking the, the entire process. Um, he also is looking to get rid of this uh, rest day, which was a monthly day off thing at Twitter, which yeah. was introduced during the whole whole, whole pandemic, um, you know, 2020 pandemic. He's also getting rid of uh, remote work as much as he can, uh, bring everyone back to the office. Uh, and also he posted a questionable link um, Oh, the, the whole, uh, repri- replying to um, well, the, the, or the, the Nancy Pelosi thing, right? Yeah, yeah, where, where essentially there was a um, there was an assault uh, in the house, and then he tweeted this thing where he said that oh, not everything that meets the eye or something like that, like you know, not everything seems as it meets the eye, yeah. and then posted a, a questionable link, which is known to 
um, have some questionable. Um, they they said Hillary Clinton was replaced with a body double. Yeah, things like that. For yeah. example, that totally destroys credibility for for a lot of these 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 type of types of media outlets or outlets in general. But and then he deleted the tweet, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's uh, and a lot of people who are again a bit you know like that, that's that's if this is the kind of guy who doesn't verify uh, his his own posts is at the is the head honcho for uh, a platform this big what can we expect of the platform and i think there's this uh, again with everything <clears throat> that he's been doing I'm, I'm kind of mixed as well for example posting a link like that i think is is absolutely irresponsible i think even after you delete it most people don't know you've deleted it. Most people see it at first, take it at face value, and that's the thing about um, about f- fake news or, or half truths on the internet is that even if you say sorry afterwards, people see more of what you've posted first than your apology or your your retractment of the statement, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so much so, I mean, it's been the, the thing with, with Lemmings as well. Even yeah, now, people yeah. don't know if it's the yeah. truth. Many people don't know what what the truth's out there because. The thing came out three decades. It stayed around, and people are making games, and people still <laughs> believe in that stuff, even if there's truth out there, right? So imagine with the Twitter, surely that gap's closing, closing down. But the impact of posting uh, questionable things does does have any uh, uh, have a broader significance, at least um, in, in my mind, right? So I think that was totally wrong. But the eight dollar thing, I think it could potentially work, um, mainly because. I don't know how, like, for example, Facebook, I remember, they used to give blue checks to everyone, like random bands and artists, random, you know, public figures. You didn't even need to have a certain number of followers. You could have 200 followers, but you could pay someone who would deal with that stuff to get you a blue check. There was no, and even now it's harder, hard to actually get something, you know, even if you apply, there's like a, there's no set criteria process you have to go through someone right and i and i think that really made the the, the thing very messy yeah so so i feel that it could potentially work in in kind of you know even the playing field even even the playing field a little bit but having said that again um i also think it's also a bit of a, a panic strategy that he's introducing because obviously twitter is not ready for for advertisement to the level of say facebook where so because on twitter you see everything <laughs> like there's i've seen some things on twitter that i i don't think i've seen on any other parts of the internet yeah yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so it, uh, uh, twitter's a weird base it is, like that, isn't it, it is isn't it because because it is social media platform but it's also f- 4chan a little bit at times yeah, you know what i mean yeah. there's well, x-rated uh, content so for <laughs> ad- advertisers yeah. it's it's a weird place to just advertise freely, right? So I think he cannot get to a point where it can compete with, say, Meta or but TikTok. I, I, wish I, I wish I could find that article about, like it laid out some of the stuff that has been saying, like where he wants to kind of make it a WeChat thing because there were some things that could address that, like some other features that he wants to build into it that could make it, you know, like in terms of like more so video orientated or right. things like that. So um, I think... As it stands, yeah, it's not a great hub for, for mm. advertisers, I think. Because, um, like, yeah, yeah, there's, there's a lot of stuff on there. But uh, overall, I think um, it will just be – it will be so interesting to see what, what direction he really takes this because yeah. the way Elon thinks isn't like a lot of engineers – I mean, sorry, like a lot of CEOs, CEOs. of tech, tech companies. And I don't know if he's going to drive this like an engineering project and be data driven, or is he going to really listen to what people says and mm. then end up being like you know fifty things at once and no one's happy, or you know like yeah, I, th- I think he's a guy who has that that mentality of of you know failing in public, right? Uh, in, and that's kind of like the the concept a lot of CEOs, uh, a lot of entrepreneurs have is is you take. 10 different shots, you'll probably fail at nine and then one sticks. And I think that's what he's doing with all his companies, right? Mm. I mean, just this week, um, the the test tunnel for Hyperloop. You remember Hyperloop? Yes, I do. Exactly. People don't. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people, the Hyperloop is totally, but but remember three, four years ago, he was banging the drum on Hyperloop. Yeah. Oh, there's so much traffic congestion. Imagine a tunnel, blah, blah, blah. And he was banging that drum, right? Um, so there's a test tunnel that hosted the, the competitions in 2018 and 19 with, with student competitions that he had. Uh, and it's been removed. 
and, and replaced with parking spots for SpaceX employees this week. So that in itself, obviously he's not going to talk about that, mm. but that's failing in public in my opinion. Mm. And he's okay to take that risk. He's okay to take, because if Twitter fails, I'm sure in three years time, he'll have something else that he's going to, you know, hype on about, mm. uh, talk about. Remember Dogecoin last year? <laughs> you know what I mean? And apparently he's going to bring Dogecoin to Twitter. It, it's, uh, yeah, it's th- those are the things yeah. are he's going to try and experiment and, and, you know, he wants to stand out yeah. as well. And, and he also did mention that he, well, I guess he hinted that maybe he could bring Vine back. But that's what with Jimmy, Mr. Beast, uh, also kind of getting into that conversation. Did you see that? No, I did. Yeah, so he posted something about that and then uh, Mr. Beast commented that, oh, maybe if you build up something like Vine, it could be a legitimate uh, competitor to TikTok. And Ian was like, okay, let me get the engineers on. And then he basically... Yeah, it. yeah, greenlighted like a few engineers to, to to get cracking on the on the source code for for Vine, and and I think, um, and I think there's actually something there because of whole the the the, the foreign um, the geopolitical risk risk that that yeah. America has with with China owning yeah. the the app, and there's daily conversations about how you, know, yeah, you just mentioned FC, about FCC, FCC yeah. trying to get into that, and I think there's also where they to mitigate that they were planning to have some American owners part owners of the of the app but Which now is, if yeah like what trump did, tried to do a couple exactly ago, so yeah. if if vine does come up as uh but but I, but i don't think the problem is though like tiktok i think i said this a few times ByteDance, the owner of tiktok they, they kind of started out with the algorithm as the center they were, they were using ai to like you know coalesce um documents and like mm-hmm. create crazy like you know i think this was years before like you know um ai became like you know quite mainstream so I'm pretty sure that it will be a hard challenge to tackle that yeah. with an algorithm that's as addictive as what TikTok is providing. Um, but who knows? Like, I think Vine has that nostalgia plus brand image that could possibly yeah. have a you know big boost at the beginning at least. Which they'll have to walk a very fine line where they don't completely nostalgia bait others to into just having a, a quick kind of jump in because yeah. of pure, pure nostalgia and then fall off yeah, exactly. once they see, ah, oh, it's just the same old thing. Yeah. But then they need to have some same old, but also something new to, new entice, to, yeah. to entice people yeah. that's as addictive as, as TikTok in, in some cases. Otherwise they won't be able to keep people mm-hmm. on board. Um, funny thing is, you know, with Be Real, just this yesterday I saw a TikTok video of um, this this girl I follow. She She's quite critical of social media stuff. Like she's very... Um, she talks about you know how social media creeps on, and and she does it in very kind of artsy video style way. So maybe it's kind of like scripts is her videos. Okay. So she did this video where um, she's like, oh, it's time to be real. Like she's just on her, on her laptop, and then she like changes her her setup, uh, and then takes a, a, a be real thing uh, where she's you know happy watching like a nice Netflix <laughs> yeah. thing in her cozy room, and then she puts it down and just stares into blank space for yeah, a bit, okay. and then she and the caption of the video is like, oh, be real, starting to feel like just all. Another, all, all other yeah. apps right um and and i think that's the sentiment a lot of like you can't uh, that's just and that's why i go back to saying that these apps they go deep into human psychology yeah, it, but it, it is literally it's as simple as like i'm putting myself in public i need to look the best exactly exactly there, there's no like yeah. authenticity doesn't exist it just doesn't no matter how People try to say or package it up. It's like, oh, you got to be authentic. Like, I think there's some level of authenticity, but nobody is 100% authentic on, on social media. Well, look. Uh, and, and those who are are getting cancelled left, right, center. <laughs> Let's not go into that. Um, yeah, Mr. No. Ye is back <laughs> are we, are we? on Twitter. I mean, he's back on Twitter, as yeah, you mentioned. Oh, like this, yeah. In the he's last six hours, like he's been tweeting crazy. So, And I'm sure that's going to get um, him some more headlines, right? So I think you can't be fully authentic. Uh, mm anywhere really um not just on social media but but just on the on this whole social media sort of thing i wanted to add um with uh with instagram you know when they copied tiktok as, as reels and now with youtube shorts i've just been noticing how because you know you get forwarded memes right like yes as, yeah, as from your friends yeah. like that's what i used to get you know in, um, mostly picture memes trolls all that kind of stuff um but over the last three months or so all the memes that i get forwarded are in the form of reels on instagram or on facebook or youtube shorts and 
I would be very interested to see the 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 quarterly updates early next year uh, of of Meta as how much um, engagement and and user behavior has changed towards people adapting to to reels versus to their regular stuff because there was a lot of pushback complaints that oh they're changing that yada 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 but people are using it people now. are using it and 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 so are my friends and of course a few people will fall off and move to other places as with Twitter but again the companies are just going to look at engagement yeah, yeah, yeah. and if the engagement but, is true yeah. they're happy I, I think it's just one of that case where it's like you know just look at look at the data and you have like all the people who painstakingly like you know paint art and do all this kind of stuff and like yeah. you know that they, they, we used to have instagram as just a way to showcase their work all getting taken by stupid videos that's what's taking all the engagement like i don't think meta cares about that it's no. just how happy you are is not the pro- there's not the end goal it's uh, yeah. how much money and, and even with youtube with you know, uh, arguably the one of the best, better platforms for creators because you know they, quote unquote, look after creators uh, uh, more than others. Even that, they care about the engagement bottom line. That's just, I think, just today. Well, I think uh, Philip DeFranco was talking about uh, Bo Burnham mm. in his video yeah. where he had this older clip, and and it just holds true, right? Uh, that's not to say it's a inherently negative thing, which a lot of people paint it as. Mm. Um, I think, yeah, just creators and users in general should just be more mindful. I think yeah. that's what you have to be just have, have you ever watched Facebook shorts like on the on the Facebook platform? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. My, I know my parents does. Okay. Cuz for the first time I, I did watch I don't know how I got into it. Um but I, I watched 3 and there were three of the worst things I'd ever <laughs> seen in my life. I'm not joking, it was so bad. So 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 bad. It was not funny. It wasn't entertaining. It was literally a waste of time. And I think what happened was they actually were doing some hack where they make everyone confused and angry to generate clicks because the videos had no point. Like one of them, one of them, okay, one of them was like, I, it was like a, a shot of this girl filming her phone just kind of like this. And it was like, oh, how do, when I figured out that he was cheating and then she just had like this clear plastic bottle wiped on the top flipped the phone around and took off some blue tack. And that was the end of the video. Like, what does that mean? No one knows. Like everyone was in the comments was like, this is meaningless. <laughs> There's literally no point. Um, yeah. And it, and it was just full of stuff like that, that had no meaning or point. And there was another one where it was like, uh, trying to do this art thing where it was like, they had a stencil and they were going to, um, uh, actually it was on some girl's leg and he was spraying the stencil of a gecko. And he was like, Oh, when I pour this water, oh, you pour this water on your leg and when you do, it's going to like run down. It's going to look really cool. And then the thing is I, I was skipping through the video and he was saying the same thing for like seven minutes saying like, oh yeah, I'm just about to pour it. How was it short? Oh, this was like, oh, oh this is a video. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and it's like, oh, this is going to make it like run down. It's going to be like really cool and whatever. And he just kept saying that. It's like, hold on. Yeah, hold on. And like nothing was happening and then the water gets poured and then it doesn't happens. work. And, and it's unbelievable. <laughs> Absolutely. Like and it's got like millions of views. And I think yeah, it's true. And there's this whole uh, you know the, the the hacks that that you know like bright hacks or like five yeah. minute hacks and stuff. Yeah. Where they used to be initially Actually actual <laughs> yeah. like you know hacks in the past. I got but one now, more. I got one more. Yeah, yeah. Okay, this is this is the worst one of all. So so it was like <laughs> it just starts off no context with a toilet seat, and it's like what you do is you just drill holes through the edge of the toilet seat. And then you get the um, rubber bands and then you put them across. And then so you, you crisscrossed rubber bands across his toilet seat. And he goes, now you get your your um, your pot of spaghetti and then you tip it in. And then like the spaghetti sitting on top of the toilet seat, like on top of the rubber bands. Like you let that drain then you put the lid down just to squeeze out the spaghetti and then you're done. And it's like... <laughs> What? No, what I, I think I think this is all the bright hack stuff that that does that, and I think um, they do it intentionally, like you mentioned, mm-hmm. uh, because there's there's this one where uh, because this became a whole thing, right? Well, I think PewDiePie reviewed these videos and was mm-hmm. like like what like this is harder, and that's where the TikTok um, the the most followed guy uh, Kabilam or Kabilam, however you say his name, he's the most followed on TikTok right now. Oh, he's like 160 million followers. So or it's something. no longer who's uh, the Charlie D'Amelio. Yeah, no, okay. no, he surpassed her. Um, he basically 
didn't speak or anything. So he would. Oh, the, I know the this one guy, with the, the African guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's so, awesome. Yeah. So he's he became huge just just yeah. by you know mocking those things, and now he works with Hugo Boss. Yeah, I, I like was full I've on. seen like a, a a piece on him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's he's full on right now, but um, that was the the whole concept of of these just just essentially clickbait videos. Not mm. even clickbait, more like no, but it's this, intentionally infuriating. Yeah, but but it's people. this weird thing where it's like it doesn't. It almost doesn't seem quite human. Yeah. Like it's it's like this weird off. Something's <laughs> just off. Like an AI kind of thought of it or something. It's just not right. quite right. And, and I think some of these are trolls. Some of these are just for because th- these things are everywhere. By the way, for right. example, no. But the on, thing is, like this is all I saw. Like there was true, not, not true. a good one. A good one. <laughs> and I think that's how you gauge initially because all my different shorts are. I mean, different platform shorts provide me with different. Uh, types of niche content. Right, so right. One thing would just be soccer. Like I think Instagram is just mostly soccer and some aesthetic videos. Facebook, for some reasons, all like gym and nutrition okay. videos. Just Andrew Tate. Yeah, <laughs> and then yeah, him showing how I'm sure. Uh, and then TikTok is probably the most well uh, right. well catered to me. But th- like I said, this is this is true. Like trolls are there on everywhere. Because I remember just recently seeing <laughs> this guy on YouTube. You know how those there are like five, eight hour long videos of, you know, calming music yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. So this guy created this brand new YouTube channel and he made like a five hour, six hour long, like relaxing sleep music, you know, with, with most of his stuff. And around the like three and a half hour mark, he had like three minutes of just ambulance and like sirens going off. So people, his idea was that he wants to troll people who are just about to go to sleep and just wake them up with gunshots <laughs> I gotta admit that's pretty funny. It's <laughs> pretty funny, but I'm imagining like I use some of them, and I'm like, oh god! Like, imagine if I was just about I had a rough day. All I wanted to do was just turn that on. That that this sounds like something I would do when I was like eighteen to twenty kind uh, of thing. Yeah. And that kid, when it was basically a kid who yeah. who did that, and he was like super proud of it. Because, but then there were not a lot of comments about it. People were just oh, this relaxing music. So I think people really drifted off sleep yeah. by that time. But you know what I mean? Like these trolls exist uh, probably on all all platforms and. Um, I think they just yeah some of them just do it for fun and some of them are just to engage engage with uh, yeah but like I, I think the one with the the gecko and the paint like <laughs> you have something personal against I, I, the no, gecko dude no because it's like it was that really high pitched annoying voice where it's like a science experiment for kids but it's not really and then it's just this annoy like complete annoyance that's the whole thing wasting of time your your voice is annoying what you do, the point is stupid it's like oh this God. Not, yeah anyway I, I think i'm done i just i'm never gonna go on facebook watch again it's like terrible Ex- except for like when we start uploading like on cold right. and stuff we we have to do that soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah for those those who are who are listening and we are planning on, on doing some stuff hopefully by the end of this year or yeah. early next year we're gonna go hard on socials that's the plan um <coughs> Do you have a story? Did you have a story to share? Um, no, I think I'm. I've done. You said something about Ethan Klein. Oh, right. Okay. Well, <laughs> this is not related to anything, but <laughs> essentially, you know how there was the whole um, Emirath, Emirath? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And her husband was uh, abusive. So um, apparently, Ethan was live on chat, like uh, as in there was the podcast, and, you know, um, they were trying to find out who this guy was. And his name, I'm not, okay, I guess I'm not going to say the name, but it's a very common name. Oh. And yeah, so essentially they got the wrong guy. And then the like his whole um, audience was like spamming this guy and making his life hell. And they just do- they doxed him and it's like, oh, wait, no, that was wrong. <laughs> was that's terrible. Like, yeah, that's, so. I hate that, man. And it, it's, it happens so much like mm. uh, online, mm. uh, especially with streamers, like on Twitch, it's the whole thing. And there's this whole thing about... Um, this whole concept of, of Twitch streamers, uh, I think there's a whole whole phrase for it. I can't remember what it is, but essentially police show up. Oh, the, um, uh, I, know, I know the one you're talking about, but it's like swatting. Yeah, that's swatting, right. that's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah, where, where, where while you're streaming, people just send mm. um, FBI or, yeah, or something. Yeah, some people have died. Yeah, yeah, yeah some, some people, people have died, some people died in the past in the US. And it's, it's crazy how mm. people just... Just to see the reaction live. Um, but I don't know. I think you must be, one, um, 14, and two, you must not have, like, a fully developed brain to realise that these are the real implications, people. yeah. These are real people. So. Uh, I think one of the, the recent ones, um, uh, Ludwig, I think, he's just big on, on he's getting big on YouTube as I, well. I heard about this, yeah. Yeah, and, and um, the like, police uh, came in and apparently they destroyed his property because they weren't sure of what mm. the if it was true or not. 
um, because some of these allegations, you know, are, are they make it so that they have to barge into your your, mm-hmm. your place, which is which is messed up. You know, it's 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 so sad to see, but that's um, I yeah, I don't know. Like, it's just imagine thinking about these things like twenty years ago, right? Yeah, no, it's wouldn't. Yeah, it's it, it's like this is I don't know. It's it's some kind of like. Um, and I think um, you only recently said that um, Twitter brings out the the macoist uh, macoist. How do you say it? Masco- Ma- masochist? Yeah, yeah, masochist in yeah. In, in 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 humans. Yeah, um, and I think that's true for internet in general for a lot of people. Where mm. people, I, I think internally, well, a lot of people say that. But the thing is. You know, sometimes, like, okay, so for example, the, the Facebook videos with the gecko guy and all that. <laughs> you and I, 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 I told my girlfriend about it and she's like, why don't you just leave an angry comment or whatever? And it's like, it's just not in my nature. It's like, I get angry, keep it to myself and then move yeah. on. I'm like, this is dumb. Just <laughs> and then like, I see, I see Twitter arguments sometimes and then I get angry reading them, mm-hmm. but then I know I should just leave, you know, like, because this isn't. This impacts ed- me negatively. Yeah, this isn't helping me in any no. way. It's not giving me any information. It's not. I used to be very, very vocal, uh, t- well, basically wordy with with comment sections when I, I'd say early two thousand tens on Facebook on Twitter. Like I would spend mm. like hours trying to convince anybody who who debate you know on certain topics. And I think five six years ago, I saw this quote where it's like, "When was the last time you changed someone's mind by arguing them on com- the comment section?" And the truth was never, and and that shifted a lot in me. Where I just I know that whatever I say, nine out of ten times, it's not going to change their mind. Their their evidence or their comments is not going to change mine because you know that that's what it is on the internet. And um, even though someone said that, oh, at least there's an audience, you might be impacting like like others looking at your stuff. But I think right now the likelihood of a lot of people seeing like a big drawn out argument, unless you're, I don't know, Elon Musk or AOC, <laughs> uh, is very, very limited, right? Yeah. So there's no point of me getting all angry, spending an hour typing out really coherent mm-hmm. thing and pointing out others' grammar mistakes. And <laughs> it just, it's just pointless at yeah. this stage. And like you, I just walk away. It's like, ah, uh, because it just gets my heart rate going. Yeah. It's like, oh man, screw this yeah. guy. Yeah. It's like, I, I know the feeling, but I'm just like, there's, there's not, it's not helping me in any way. Yeah. I'm just going to walk away. And I think that's, that's again, I think uh, what I'd like for uh, your people who use a lot of internet is to get into this mindset is like looking at yourself as an individual. Like, would you get into this argument in real you know, life? I think it's probably time to start having, you know, in curriculums, some internet education. 100%. I think it's time. It's beyond time. It mm. should have been like 10 years ago. Mm. I, I well, we didn't know what it was going to be. True. Like 10, 10 years ago, like Facebook was like, hey, look at my cat. And everyone's like, yay. <laughs> and they'll clap and that's the end. Like now it's it's kind of like it's infiltrated yeah, it into our lives and we need to. Just this week, there was this woman um, who tweeted about her Sunday morning or her, her morning routine, right? She basically tweeted and she's not like a big celebrity or influencer or anything like that. She's some followers and she she tweeted that, oh, every Sunday morning I spend three hours with my husband uh, drinking coffee and discussing about life. This is something um, I wanted to do all my life and I'm so glad that I get to do it every day, right? That's that's her tweet. Okay. <laughs> the comment section. People were raging. Like, oh, this is what class privilege is like. Oh, this is what you uh, you get when you're rich. Oh, this is what you get when you're this, that. And then people were like, oh, and I wake up with like uh, 50 hours of back pain and I can't move from my bed, blah, blah, blah. And then uh, <laughs> the, and then some comments were like, you know, mocking dad as well, which yeah. were funny. It's like, yeah. oh, woman says she has a nice time with her husband every morning. People in the comment section, do you remember the time I was murdered? <laughs> <laughs> so th- there's a good joke that's kind of a little adjacent but quite close to this. I think it was Ricky Gervais who first said it. It was like, <clears throat> you know, online, um, the online landscape is like a city, right? Yeah. Uh, like a town square, it's a city. And you're walking through and then uh, someone s- uh, sees a sign that says uh, free guitar le- or guitar lessons for $10 or whatever. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then people walking by is like, but I don't want guitar lessons. <laughs> it's kind of like, fine, well, it's not for you. It's for someone else. Like, you know, people just like to involve themselves in everything and like argue, even though it's not warranted or merited, yeah. like, you know. So it's, I don't know why there's so many people like that. I think if we were to have, if we could see visually all the people that scrolling past that comment mm. of that woman, you know, enjoying breakfast with her husband, 
I'm sure like 90% would just like be like, oh, okay. Yeah. And then like move on. But then the 10% are so vocal. That's right. The vocal and, minority. And I think they've probably got something going on with them and they mm. just kind of Project. Uh, need, need a place to express that, I think. So it'll be interesting to study, but it, it's definitely a phenomenon. No, I'm 100%. Um, I actually know someone who does study these oh, things. Wow, okay. Yeah, particularly based in Perth. Um, Maybe we have to get her on. I know. I know. Hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> she, she, I think, uh, yeah, she's with her PhD and then works on these things on like psychology of, of uh, people using social media. So mm-hmm. yeah, she'd actually be a great guest. So maybe we'll, we'll have her on. Mm-hmm. But overall, I think um, with, with these things, it, it just, uh, some of the things are tone deaf. Like some of the things, like for example, celebrities, do you remember the whole um, Imagine song? Yeah. <laughs> so so those things, for example, it does feel tone deaf. So I, so I don't know if, but again, this wasn't a celebrity. No, no, but like I'm talking about, when I'm saying nine out of 10 people ignore it, I'm talking about just innocuous, just regular, some comment yeah. that a lot of people are raging at, but it's not that bad. It's yeah, like, exactly. Know, yeah. So yeah, things like that. And people are like, it, it, and, and that makes you think, uh, you know, um, should you not post anything personal at all? Because some people also look at um, that, oh, I don't have that thing. For example, you somebody decides to post something about their, their partner or takes a nice picture with their boyfriend or girlfriend. Um, and others would be like, oh, lucky for you, blah, blah, blah. It's like, I don't have a girlfriend. Right? Like, I don't have a boyfriend. I've been single for 10 years, years, right? And it is true because it might impact someone. But the thing is, if you're at that stage, then just don't look at it. Just exactly. move on. And, and, and I think the it's idea like, don't, is- don't, don't project, project out, outwards, like work, you know, work out what's going on with you. you know, 100%. So. And I think, I think that's the thing, like you need to learn to be happy for others, even if you're not in that exact same same space, you need to have to be happy. You just don't need to be angry. <laughs> be angry. I think that's the minimum ask. Yeah. No need to project hate, like like it's literal projectile comments, <laughs> hated comments from people. But uh, it, it's going to be hard not to hate the next story, though. Well, should I guess? Is it is it Mr. West? No, it's not. Oh, it's okay, not. Okay. It's not. We've we've talked enough. We've okay. talked enough about him. All right, go um, it's about uh, Pantone. Do you know what Pantone? No. Okay, so so Pantone is a, is a company um, that essentially owns certain uh, trademark for colors. Uh, so essentially, they are a, a, a book or, or a gallery of of colors that they have. Um, uh, you know, they have they have use for uh, that others can also. Um, it's like a reference system for colors. If I think, I think that's the best way to put it. And um, the problem is, uh, you know, Photoshop users are nefarious because Pantone is forcing them to pay $15 for colors. So how this works is, I mean, designers who use Adobe's uh, Creative Suite tools, including Photoshop, Illustrator, InDesign, um, there's a licensing change that forces them to pay Pantone an extra $15 a month or $90 a year to work on signature colors in Adobe's apps. So in recent weeks, Adobe started doing, you know, making this change where they've removed support for Pantone owned colors, which are the preferred industry standard from its apps. Um, and then it's leaving countless designers who use Pantone colors with files full of just black colors because they've been using Pantone um, for, for this stuff. And it'll, and it basically comes up with a pop-up message saying that um, the file has Pantone colors. It's been removed and replaced with black due to changes in their licensing with, with Adobe. So I, right now, for example, I'm working on, a, on designing a sweatshirt with, with, with the company. Uh, they're doing it entirely remotely. So we're working on the color green, for example. Now the thing is, if I take a picture of a color green and then send it to someone via messenger or WhatsApp or, or email it, the way the camera processes the image, the actual color, the lighting and all that kind of stuff. And the screen that person is looking at, all of it impacts the, the true color of the fabric or, or whatever, right? The, the thing where Pantone is very useful is they've got certain referencing system. So I can look up that color online and they would have like, I don't know, 600C. And I can just tell that person remotely that, hey, can you just pick up a fabric that's 600C? It'll be the exact same color I'm envisioning here. So that's the great thing about Pantone. Now they're using that whole system to license their certain colors. And now they've partnered with Adobe. So now they're just basically every time you use certain colors there, they're going to charge you for it, which is which blows yeah. my mind. So um, I think 
I don't know if it's in what kind of law, but there's something called like the laugh test or the pub test where it's like you ask the regular person, does this seem right? And if they laugh you out, then it's kind of like not. And I think legally this is one of those things. How can you patent and withhold a colour, number one? And number two, what about the swatch thing where you can like colour match? Like what if you have the Pantone website and in, in Adobe you're trying to choose a colour and you just use that pen to match it to the... Does that still work? Or? Uh, I think uh, that's that's where the things are a bit uh, grey, no pun intended. <laughs> uh, but essentially, uh, it's still kind of they're still kind of playing around with it because people who because there's a plugin with Pantone that allows them to to actually carry it on, and apparently that's not working properly either. Right. You know, classic Adobe. Yeah. Uh, but if oh. if somebody were to I had some issues this morning, but anyway, go on. <laughs> if somebody were to actually match those colors, I think there is ways for the algorithm to pick up. And and I think unless you're using like a illegal method or without the internet, maybe that's only where you could get away with it. If you're using their their proper um, system, using the, the the cloud and everything, I think you're definitely gonna get. Um, detected uh, and therefore Pantone can easily easily just remove that color. Then I think and 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 that's because because by law, as far as I know, you cannot trademark colors, right? Um, but I think the way they do it is they they the trademark the references or the referencing system that they have, um, and certain colors fall under those referencing systems. So they've started. This was from 2015 when they started. You know, oh, the um, referencing system. But no one had to pay. Well, for not it. referencing system 2015, but more. So they've they've had this for ages. By the way, they had like actual books. So yeah. this is a practice, industry standard practice, right. throughout like you know fashion designers, interior designer, designers, architects, um, all that kind of stuff. So they basically translated that digital to to the digital world, and I think that's where. Um, from 2015, I think Adobe and Pantone started working together, and I think it's only this year they've started monetizing this this whole thing, which is just another um, subscription economy thing, uh, yeah. which adds no value but, to anyone. But I think it's just um, I don't know what it is. There's something driving this, where whether it's shareholders and that whole idea of infinite growth at all costs, mm. where it's like you need to squeeze every last penny out of whatever product we have, no matter how ridiculous, because there's there's just something so sinister and evil <laughs> about this particular thing. Like these are these are colors. Like why would you have? You know, people have worked on things and they suddenly just don't work because it's like, yeah. oh, wait, wait no, you got to pay for those colors. It's like there's 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 something that just feels really wrong about it. You know, and and and, and ethically as well, right? It's it. <laughs> I mean, like like who thought that it would be a, a good idea? Um, well, the shareholders probably. I'm, I'm guessing, yeah, and and to roll it out as well because because generally people aren't happy. But I, I'm thinking, again, fifteen like people who actually use these these um, creative suites are are people who are who can pay for it again, and I, I think they're thinking that ah, oh, it's just fifteen dollars a yeah, month uh, for colors. But may, maybe it comes down to the same thing as people complaining on Instagram about their photos being taken over by, um, you know. Uh, reels and all of this kind mm. of thing because Instagram True. is only looking at the data and it's like right. we can make this much, these people are going to pay for this much. If people are angry, so be it. We're going to make more money, right? So That's it's right. Kind of like- because it, it, again, if, if you know, a, a lot of the users for Adobe are also companies, right? For them, this is nothing. For this, like you know, pocket money, right? Mm. So imagine big architect firms or interior design firms or graphic design firms. Like they would, these agencies would just simply pay that extra ninety dollars a year for for nothing really. It's the individuals, time and time again, who get who get uh, uh, you know pushed aside. So I think um, almost makes me sad. (laughs) It's like, what does the world come to that we (laughs) have to pay for colors? Yeah, and 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 I think no, no, I don't know if it's if it's greed or if they're actually uh, trying to save face during the whole economic downturn that we're experiencing, the whole world's experiencing, and that's where these changes are happening. I mean, Elon Musk asked for $8 uh, <laughs> per... Yeah, but it's not like is really... I think I think part of it has to do with the idea that he's paid forty four billion for for this app, and and because it's not because Twitter doesn't make money like other yeah. other social media platforms. There's a reason why they were willing to sell. Mm. Um, and at, at that price, which again was just kind of randomly out of the blue, and and, and a lot of people are saying that he had to buy it because he made an offer that changed the the, the share, so he legally was was kind of bound uh, after a certain degree. But um, and he, that strategy of eight dollars, I think, will 
potentially help recoup some, some of the, some yeah. of that. But I don't know. That's that's mm-hmm. uh, that's more into that. But yeah, that's that's something. I mean, just our next story is also about uh, Netflix with with charging uh yeah. money uh otherwise you get to see ads mm-hmm. on their on their 699 australian dollars for, yeah yeah and i think it's it's starting to roll out today uh where um it'll be uh, offering content without commercials if you pay uh, a certain amount um so yeah i think i think overall like we spoke about netflix and, and how but uh, i think the last quarter they actually made uh, they actually gained a lot more subscribers again. Yeah, I heard so, about so that. So they they had they had a big big uh, big rise. Mm. So after looking to what that was about, um, hopefully no like accounting fraud or anything. <laughs> it's like we'll count these people twice. No, um, yeah. Well, you know, this was expected. They were talking about this. I think in their last shareholder meeting, how they needed to have a certain way to, uh, you know, lower the price because of inflation and all this kind of stuff and yeah. all this extra competition and whatnot. So. I think this method of having ads plus payment is just one way to do that. But um, I don't know. It's still They still seem to be in the same position that they always were in where there's competition that's growing from like Apple TV, HBO, Hulu, all this kind of stuff. So yeah. I don't think they're ever going to get back to the stage where it was just Netflix that was the streaming platform. I think it's a different world now and they're going to have to navigate that. Yeah, and I think in October they, they reported $223 million uh, paid memberships globally mm. um, compared to Disney Plus, uh, which had 152 million subscribers in August. So again, they're still kind of leading. leading they're still the, the biggest, yeah. They're still the biggest. But it's still, going, but the share is going backwards in terms yeah. of, yeah. Uh, and and on, on similar kind of trend, uh, so, so Amazon recently announced that um, the, you know, millions of, of Australians or just anybody who uses Amazon Prime will soon get access to full music and podcast library for no extra cost, which basically is a bold move to kind of go directly against um, Spotify and, and Apple in the world of audio streaming. Um, so the the streaming service known as Amazon Music would increase the number of songs available to Prime members to 100 million titles. That's that's a lot of addition for free, by the way. Um, and and it you also get Amazon Music's original podcast ad free, uh, but it comes with a bit of a caveat for existing users. So in order to extend that that uh, catalog to um, Prime subscribers, the company had to eliminate the freedom of playing a specific song immediately so you're basically stuck on on shuffle the entire time so basically the same thing that spotify used to do without the the on on their on their free free thing and um yeah basically you won't be able to do do playlists and things of that sort apparently as well um so again amazon's kind of getting into that market whilst spotify and apple are also beefing with each other so spotify has been unhappy with apple's policy of charging a 30 percent app store fee for in-app service transactions. Um, well, this might not seem like something that would affect Spotify, but since the app is primarily a subscription-based streaming service that allows users to stream unlimited amounts of podcasts and music, it holds Spotify's ability to have users purchase audiobooks without having to give 30% cut to Apple. So this is something that, that Spotify has been really uh, up against uh, Apple because they feel that Apple is... Uh, kind of squashing, mm-hmm. um, you know, compet- uh, you know, competitors, um, and and I was it was interesting because Daniel Ek actually came out himself, the CEO of Apple, directly against um, Apple saying, so CEO of Spotify, Spotify yeah. directly against Apple, and he went, went, there was some comments underneath um, his his um, his quote where people were just saying that oh, you just build a proper uh, hardware that that. Apple is doing so maybe you should get in, get into doing that as well because that's free market right that's capitalism if if they're they're stopping you then you should do something better to to stop them um, which I thought was quite interesting because I, I mean, the free market is the free market in the world of capitalism but at the same time um, it's funny <laughs> to see him kind of say oh we, we're not going to pay thirty percent mm. but I will still use but why service. is this coming up now. Uh, because I think they're going uh, into the whole world of audiobooks uh, right. as opposed to that's right. Yeah. Uh, pre- in the previous part, they were just they were just music. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, that's an interesting interesting um, face off, really. Apple versus Spotify, but it, it makes sense. I think a lot of people aren't happy that Apple has this monopoly on that. On well, wasn't there a legal case against that against the yeah. yeah. Um, 
there there was, and I think it's not new of Spotify and Apple beefing. They've mm. been doing certain certain issues. You know, they've been battling certain issues for a while now, and um, yeah, and I think it'll be interesting to see if I don't know, like like could you imagine like a Spotify product that that like a Spotify MP3 player or something? <sighs> they actually have this thing called uh, uh, called a car thing. Do you know? About yeah, that? yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, it's and a touch it's, thing it looks pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. You know, when when you said Spotify Spotify player. I imagine MP3 player. I imagine like a Zune, like yeah. one of the two Zune HDs. I thought they were a cool design, you know, like just a... But yet another product that you'd have to carry physically. I wouldn't mind. I, I, actually, li- seen... I actually like my music separate, even though I don't do it. I, I used to do that yeah, before. For a long Spotify. time. I... <laughs> yeah, same. I was on that board, but then I think I migrated way earlier before before you did. All right. Um, I'm, I'm still not migrated to Spotify. I, I hardly listen. Wait, what? Why would you listen to your music? YouTube music? I just download it. Oh wow! Yeah, still, yeah, man, you have to make the move. Well, the thing is, like, I I tried it for a bit, but then I just the algorithm kind of annoyed me for like a while because, so so there's two things. So either so because I have YouTube, um, uh, red and what the yeah, yeah. One, I what I do is like I listen to mixes and either find stuff that I like and then put it in a playlist and then just listen to that playlist and I keep building that playlist on YouTube yeah. or I just listen to my own stuff, which of some songs, it's just like a collection of maybe six or 7,000 songs that I've kind of been building since I was like 14. How do you find new music? YouTube. So because I, mean, I, I like, think like recommendation from, from um, YouTube? Or so it, it depends. Like sometimes it's like a channel that's like really good. The guy knows what it is because it's got a good taste. But then other times it's recommendations because I find that the YouTube algorithm is better at recommending music. It's more similar than what Spotify has. Mm. Spotify is like, yeah, it kind of sounds like it, but it's not really what I'm after. So right. I found that over and over again. Like, I'll just go to YouTube. I th- I th- well, for me, it's a Spotify algorithm um, and TikTok. Like TikTok. Right. I'm has, sure TikTok would be great. Yeah, like some of the like sounds that the you know I, I pick up and I just look at the artists and yeah, their music's great. But mm-hmm. um, I know we were kind of going off on time. We probably ended on this one. But there's um, there's an artist called Steve Lacey who recently got very popular on TikTok. Um, he had an album out like he's been around for a while, but recently because of a specific song, mm-hmm. um, he got really popular on TikTok. The funny thing is he hates the popularity he's gotten on TikTok right. because there's one song that's very popular. Yeah. So in one of his shows, there's a funny TikTok about it as well. In one of his shows uh, on live performances, uh, you know, the because on TikTok, you only get like 20 second, 30 second snippets of a song that gets very viral, right? So he starts playing this song and it's the first 20 seconds, right? Everybody's like singing and jamming and, and then, um, after 20 seconds, only like 10% people are singing and 90% is quiet. Yeah. And then he takes the mic and goes like, why aren't you watching us sing? Come on, sing the next part, sing the next part. And then it's like, nobody's singing. Yeah, but I don't it's know. so sad. Yeah, that's, like, that's kind of a sad thing though. It's like, And that's why I'm thinking like, you, like being viral on these platforms, I think serves, because here's the thing, I am a fan now. I'm, I've been listening to his songs because of that. But then you'll also yeah, most, along most with this, don't. yeah, like yeah. you'll also get like a big chunk of these new, uh, you know, group of followers who are only there for clout because you know that, that song's popular right now and you are popular right now, but they're not gonna follow follow through, right? So, as an artist, do you want that? Is the question like, are, do you want to expand enough to well, still it's get than nothing? <laughs> you know, it's exactly, like, exactly, yeah. and I think you gotta be okay that that that's how people consume music these days. So. You know, from from Facebook geckos to to <laughs> the only knowing twenty seconds of a track, I think um, my my, my faith in humanity you, is it's like, it's it, it's going down like the lemmings. Yeah. That's that's a good place to end this one, I think. Um, yeah, so thanks for watching. Hopefully, you learned something and uh, didn't get too annoyed with <laughs> our frustrations of the internet culture. But yeah, we'll, we'll catch you again soon for the next one. Have a good one. Cheers. Bye.